You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. It's time to go inside the front office of the Athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. Well, it's the very first David Forst Show of 2020 as we're here in the dugout at spring training. How are you? I'm doing great. It's beautiful out here. Where else would you rather be? Yeah, you cannot beat it. When, when, when the sun's out and you're in the 70s and it's not getting too hot yet, there's really not a better setting. I've, I've got shorts and flip-flops on here for all your listeners. So, no, there is no better setting. Spring training 2020, how's it going for you so far? You know, it's been, it's been quiet, which is good. Um, got a couple guys banged up, obviously, with uh, Piscotti and, and A.J. Puck in the training room, and, and those are the things you kind of look at during the spring is you just want to get to opening day as healthy as possible. So um, happy to do that for the most part. You know, we started out, I think, 0-5, and uh, some of the guys were worried about, about, you know, wins and losses and, those things always correct themselves during the spring, so we never look too closely at that. But guys are playing well right now, which is good. Yeah, we were in full-on panic mode in the post game. I just want to let you know that starting out 0 and 5. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the phones were ringing off the hook with with concerned callers. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to start with AJ Puck, but unfortunately, you know, you you brought it up. He's been checked. What do we know so far? He just has a, a you know a shoulder strain. It's muscular in nature. You know, there's no. Um, you know, no structural issues involved. He's going to have to take a little time off from throwing. I mean, we're already here at, I believe, five days, uh, maybe a few more days non-throwing, and then we'll get him back into it. But um, but he saw our doctor here, Doug Freeberg. He saw Elitrosh in L.A. And um, just, you know, just a little thing that happens in spring training when you get ramped up too quickly. So hopefully he'll be ready to go soon. You think he'll be able to start the season? I, we don't have a timeline yet. I mean, it's... You know, with a March 26th opening day, everything feels rushed. Uh, so we'll have to see how quickly he can get back up on the mound and, and get back. You know, obviously with a starter, it's a mo- it's a more intense process. There's always a case where, you know, you work you can stretch guys out as we go. It just depends on the personnel. But let's get AJ out there on the mound first, and then we'll figure that out. I remember last year in Japan, I was talking to you about the fourth option with Chris Bassett, and obviously he wasn't all that excited to go back down and now what is just a valuable guy he is with aj being out you can pencil chris right in yeah i mean i think we knew chris was going to be part of our starting rotation picture no matter what happened uh the most obvious was yeah if somebody in that first five went down he was going to be right there but you know even if we're, we're healthy even if you have those six guys and, and even if daniel mangan comes back or paulie blackburn who's pitching today works his way in you're going to have to be creative with with innings and with days off, and all these guys are going to end up starting for us at some point. You know, I think about the past couple of years doing interviews with you at spring where we're always talking about who's going to be the starting rotation, and you had to, like, figure it out right, right on the fly. How nice is that you come down here and you know who your guys are? Yeah, that's why this was a, a different offseason than, than the last two and, and probably even going back further than that is – Um, when you have those guys set, when you can sort of build around the rotation, it it makes a big difference. And and as much as 
we talk about the, the position player foundation that's here and it, it's fantastic with with Marcus and, and Matt and Matt on the corners and Ramon in center you know you you need that foundation from a position player group what we've seen in Oakland over the last 20 years is how much we depend on the starting rotation and how that group really dictates how far this team can go yeah because around baseball last year we saw it where all of a sudden bullpens are being used more and bullpen ERA is now higher than starters ERA. And it's just the more you start using the bullpen, they have worn down. I mean, there is that success. The more innings you can get out of your starters, the better. Yeah, and and more so now because of some of the rule changes. You you know, obviously the three batter minimum is going to affect the way managers can use the bullpen. Um, but also putting a 13 pitcher max on that 26 man roster will make a difference. Ultimately, that's the number we've been at. Uh, you know, almost 100% of the time. But just knowing you don't necessarily have the flexibility to add an extra arm if guys get worn down or, or you know, if you don't have guys with options to really swap guys out, um, it makes it makes a difference for what you expect from the starting rotation. And, um, you know, the, the clearest example in our history, obviously, is during that 20-win streak back in, in 2002 when you had a guy every night who was going to go out there and give you six, seven innings, and you saw the ripple effect. And, and then as you look back over the playoff runs in, uh, you know, 12, 13, 14, in the last two years, what you can get out of the guys at the top of the rotation really makes a difference every single night when you're looking at a rested bullpen versus having to really scuffle to put nine innings together. So when you talk about workload for the young guys, and obviously we'll talk about Puck when he's ready to go, but like Jesus Lazardo, what do you think in what's the game plan, I guess I should say, when you're looking at workload for Jesus? The game plan on Jesus is simply just to, to monitor him and to, to be in constant communication on how he feels, both when he's throwing, when he's in the training room. Um, but keep in the back of your head that this is a young pitcher who's never thrown a full professional season. You know, and even going back to his senior year of high school when he when he had Tommy John surgery, it's been a while since he's been out there. Uh, regularly he's never been out there every fifth day so these are all things we just need to keep in mind emo and Bob have to talk with with Nick and the training staff every time he goes out there to make sure we know how he's feeling so then that takes me to how important is it to the guy that follows Jesus Lazardo has got to give you innings so I was thinking tell me if I'm crazy like Mike fires opening day starter then you go Jesus Lazardo. Then number three, I like Frankie Montas because I think you're going to get a lot of innings out of him. Do you have that kind of mindset? Whoever is following Jesus is going to have to give you innings. You're going to have to check with Bob on the order that guys go in. I, that's, he won't tell me. Well, he won't tell me either. How about that? No, we're going to figure out the, the order. But, but you're right. The guys in front and behind Jesus, really, you rely on to – to make sure you have a full bullpen ready. And, and look, there are going to be days where Jesus does go out there for six or seven innings, and he he's economical with his pitches, but there's also going to be days when, you know, guys are fouling stuff off. He gets to 100 pitches in the fifth inning, and you think, okay, you know, what has he done his last start? What's What do we need him for the next start? So, yes, the, the pitchers on either side of Jesus in this rotation are going to be important. I think about bullpens and your guys' job in years where you don't, think you're going to have that great of a bullpen you can have a great bullpen and years where you think you're going to have a great bullpen it's not i mean just how tough is it year in and year out to figure out the bullpen it's always the most 
the vol- most volatile part of this group and the, the most difficult group to project, frankly. As much as we sit around in October, November, December and think we know what we're doing and think we can, you know, put projected numbers on players, the, the bullpen is always the most humbling part because nobody had Liam Hendricks doing what he did last year. Um, and no one, you know, not many people had Blake Trinan doing what he did the year before. I mean, these guys are incredibly talented, but as you and I have talked about, they have such a small margin for error that their numbers are affected by a very small uh, number of outings. So, yeah, it is difficult. We think we have a really strong, durable group, starting with Liam in the back, with guys like Soria and Petit, who are veterans, you know what they're capable of, with Lou, who you hope bounces back, with Diekman and McFarland from the left side. But, again, until you get into the season and see how guys are performing, Bob and Emo are going to have to kind of be nimble with them. I was joking with Liam. I'm like, hey, you realize two years ago you're DFA'd, then you're starting the wild card game, then the next year you're in the all-star game, and now this year you're on the media guide. You tell me in two years the guy that got DFA'd and then is on the media guide. There's no way that's ever happened. The beauty of Liam is that he probably did expect it. I mean, these guys, um, you know, you never underestimate the confidence they have in themselves, which is what makes them great. And uh, I'm sure Liam had some down days when he was designated and he was hurt a lot that year as well, don't forget. Um, But I don't doubt that he always believed in himself and and probably did somewhere see himself on a media guide. So we're, you know, we're lucky he did what he did last year and, and are hoping for another great season. You know, you guys have your own version of analytics and metrics, but recently I had Mark Simon on from the Fielding Bible, and he's talking about what what they're seeing is your infield is historically good. He's saying Matt Chapman already, and this is mind-blowing. He's he's an all-time great defender already. And then you think about shortstop, you think about first base. Just how special is your defense? And to me, it's really been the hallmark of your winning 97 games the last two years. No doubt the last two years specifically. The defense has been a huge part, and we've we've talked about Marcus's development. But, but yeah, putting him with the two goal glovers on the corners, um, I, I mean, I agree with Mark Simon. I think Matt Chapman is already historically great at third base. Um, it's interesting for Oakland fans who got to see Eric Chavez for all those years and kind of took his play for granted at some point when he was just racking up gold gloves. I mean, how far away is Chappie still from Chavez with, you know, with I think Eric won six in a row at one point. Um, but it is a huge part of today's game. It is something that we believe we can measure a lot better than we could a decade ago or, or when Eric was out there at third base. So um, I know Bob doesn't take it for granted. I know our pitchers don't. I mean, even even our game the other day, I mean, Chavi, or, excuse me, Chavi, Chapman has two balls smoked at him, picks them up like they're nothing, and the pitchers really appreciate it. So it's, it's going to continue to be a big part of what we do here. Yeah, the craziness is his athleticism where he's able to play so deep to take away doubles, but he can come in on balls, and he probably could play short on it on an everyday basis. He's that good of an athlete. But the one question in the infield is second base. Where are we with second base right now? We're having a great spring out of a lot of guys, frankly. I mean, Tony Kemp started out on fire with the bat. Uh, Vimeo Machine has been, you know, what we've expected in terms of his approach and taking some walks. And then, you know, Barreto and Mateo, the two out-of-options guys, have have had good games as well. Mateo's made some nice adjustments already here in the spring after his first few games. Um, And Frankie's, you know, made some of the hardest contact we've had in camp. So... Uh, it's a good problem to have when all four guys in that mix are playing well. Um, you know, you've also got Pinder and Noisy 
have the capability of playing over there. So we've got basically two weeks left here to uh, to sort of figure that out and, and see where the guys fit. But it's right now it's a good problem. Yeah, Barreto and Mateo out of options. How much does that play into it? It's been a question all offseason for us. And, and frankly, Machine's in the similar category where he has to make our team or be sent back to the Cubs. So... Um, you know, we've had some interest from other teams. I think those guys are out there playing, knowing that they're going to be in the big leagues somewhere. Um, but we'd like to make sure we get that decision, get it, get it right before the before opening day. Let's end on this. For the first time in your career, you got an extra guy to play with on the roster, a 26th man. What are you thinking about that role, and what is what does that player look like to you? I think it makes a big difference for Bob, and we'll see the the changes in-game because we have, frankly, we've sort of hamstrung ourselves with only having 12 position players the last five, six years probably, Um, and knowing how much we rely on matchups and how good Bob is at getting guys in in the right spot, to give him an extra position player, an extra bat off the bench or a defensive replacement, whatever it is, I mean, I hope we see early on the effects of, of his managing and how it makes a difference late in games. It's you and me the next six and a half months. I know you're excited. We'll have a lot of good things to talk about, I'm sure. Always appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.